The Ministry of Retro Gaming now welcomes Sorax Space to the Ministry. Yes, another bloody gaming podcast. Number 13. Synth Spaces. G'day invaders and welcome to Synth Spaces and this is, yes, another bloody gaming podcast, number 13. And uh, in case you are listening to this or you haven't noticed, there's a dude next to me. Hello. Dude next to me, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Cameron Hans and uh, it's good to be here today. And uh, we are also joined up with two other dudes from the U of K. We've got... James, or otherwise known as the Gaming Muso. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, we're tip top. We've been gaming all day doing videos, so <laughs> and then we're just going straight into this. Um, Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. <laughs> We've also got Sorex Space. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me back. I can't do your the name of your channel without that voice, the, the voice of your channel. <laughs> I oh, know, yeah, it's starting to become a thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> high quality. Um, so we are going to go straight into the questions. Now, the only person here that has not been on, yes, another bloody gaming podcast is the Gaming Muso. So you have to answer the initial questions. First console and first game played on it. It wasn't a console, but it, it was the first system I ever played on was the ZX Spectrum. And okay. the first game that I ever played on it would have been, oh, it would have been Paperboy. And I spent hours playing that game as a nice kid. Nice way to start. <laughs> nice way to start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and no pressure or anything, but favorite game of all time? Oh, it's so difficult to pick one. Oh, there's so Anyone? many, there's so many, so many that I love. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot yeah. of people that will probably ha at you in the comments for that, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and what game are you currently playing at the moment? I'm currently playing because um, I don't know whether you saw my missus bought me a VR a PlayStation VR for my birthday as an early uh, present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm playing at the moment. I'm playing on the PlayStation VR a game called Arizona Sunshine, which is like a zombie shoot 'em up game. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies are in 3D. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely. So, um, oh, well, we might as well, while we've got questions going, uh, just because you guys have already answered the questions before doesn't mean you don't get new ones. Yep. Sorex, what are you playing at the moment? Uh, unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, sorry, a lot of people ask, are playing it. I'm playing Shenmue on the oh, PS4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you doing it in order, one and two, or...? Just yeah, I'm going to do it in order, yeah, because I've, I've not played them before, I've never played the Dreamcast version, so I'm going into it quite blind, really. All I've heard is it's a very good game. So I've, I've gone into it, and um, I think it's it's not a game about its flaws, um, but um, I still think it's a very good game. I mean, I've learned that the game boasts that you can talk to everybody, yeah. but you really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I was that's... fed up with hearing about a black car that sped around a corner that everybody seems to have noted down. Um, I'm fed up with hearing a guy about an ankle Charlie who's got a tattoo on his arm that some people know and some people don't, but most people do know him. Um, but also, um, <laughs> I, I, am, I am enjoying it. Um, I think your, your review uh, put it into perspective quite well when you said that um, there, there are games before Shenmue came out and there are games after Shenmue came out. And when you realise that the game came out in 1999, 
and you realize how innovative it was at the time especially the, the free system the uh, the engine yeah um, and just the, the detail of the of the levels so yeah i'm enjoying it i think it pushed um game developers to stop thinking of games so two-dimensionally and it, it really forced uh, game manufacturers or game developers to start making a real world and, and a believable world. So uh, that, I think that's why I look at it as a very pivotal point in gaming that games that came out after it seemed to look at Shenmue for inspiration, um, whether they want to admit to it or not. Um, and Grand Theft Auto is the most obvious uh, example of that. Um, maybe less... Um, cats and forklifts and more guns and hookers but um, <laughs> it's definitely you can see that they have taken aspects of that game and, and ramped it up to another level um, what about you what are you playing well, well at Brian the as you know I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves of course 24-7 every day you still play it <laughs> it's always one of my top 10 favorite games of 2018 and it's just so fun and so silly I continue to play it every day you should get Uncle Chunt. He's behind that. Does he like? Because I don't know too many people who like Sea of Thieves. Well, Uncle so. Chunt was getting behind yeah. it, from what I remember. Um, I tried it, and I, I got into it for one game. Um, maybe you need to play it with me. Uh, maybe I was getting my <laughs> butt handed to me. Some guy. That's right. Some guy. Um, I was trying to work out how to start the ship. Mm. Uh, it, that's like when you got no directions or no instructions. You're like, okay, what the hell do I do? And I got off the ship thinking, well, what, what the hell am I supposed to do? This guy runs right past me, some random player, an actual human player, goes onto the ship and nicks my ship. I'm like, well, that's great. You gotta, <laughs> i got to teach you how to do all this stuff. <laughs> and he fires shots at me as he's taking off. And I'm like, well, this is bloody why I don't like online gaming. If you, you, know? play, if you play it with me, you'll know the basics in about oh, five minutes. Maybe we'll have to work something have out a game. later. Yeah. All right, well, um, what about uh, you, James? What are you playing at the moment? Just the VR stuff, nothing else? No, I'm, I'm playing um, I'm playing Far Cry 5 at the moment. I finally got hold of a copy of that um, just because it finally became cheap enough. So <laughs> it's like, well, I may, as, I may as well actually buy it whilst I've got the chance to. Um, but no, I mean, I, I have been playing a hell of a lot on the VR stuff because I've got another one uh, called Super Hot, okay. Super Hot VR, which is really, really good. Um, it's basically a game, you've got to use the move controllers or if you're using an Oculus or a, a Vive, basically you feel like a, you feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger in an action movie. Um, time only moves when you do and you've got to like kill all of these guys, um, shoot them with guns or throw bottles at them and knives at them and dodge bullets and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's kind of like the Matrix. Is this, is this the one yeah. that, yeah, it's all white and the bullets are all red? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the guys are uh, red, whole, but everything else is like white. It's it's really cool. It's it's um, it, it's it's quite a trip. It really is. <laughs> Playing that in VR, that's, um, yeah, that would be quite odd. Um, mm. Playing anything in VR is still such a new concept. It's still such a new, um, like it really. I reckon the percentage of people that have actually played a decent VR game would be less than say five or ten percent. It's still nowhere, nowhere near the exposure as traditional gaming at this point. Yeah, there are there are really really good VR games out there. You just need to know where to look because it's it's the same as anything else. As the shovelware ram down people's throats every day and some people just go oh we'll turn this into a vr game but some of them are shockingly bad but some I'm of them are great they really are i'm surprised they haven't done fifa as a vr game yet <laughs> speaking of shovel yeah i've got, I've well, got they, 
I've got a recommendation for a VR game. It's called Beat Saber. Yes, I yes. play that. That's yes. what I, I play that in the arcade. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's coming out on. That is coming out on PlayStation VR very soon. In I fact, that was wait. one of the reasons why my girlfriend bought me the VR system because I play. I, I love my rhythm games. Yeah. So she knew Beat Saber was going to be coming out for PlayStation VR. Hopefully, hopefully quite soon. Um, and it's uh, that's that's a brilliant, brilliant rhythm game. In fact, I did a YouTube video on that. Mm. Yeah, I, I think for VR, they need to stop focusing on VR being the main aspect or the main focus of the game, and just make it that you are playing a more traditional game, but you just happen to be able to look at it from a VR point of view. And uh, yeah. I think that's where the, that platform will take off. Um, but it's still got a long way to go, and. It's one of those things where you're not really sure if um, Sony are going to drop it like a you know cold sack of spuds, like they did mm -hmm. with the Vita, or if they are going to actually push it. It's it's really hard to tell. Um, the thing is, I I remember I'm, I'm I'm old enough at this point to remember the virtuality systems of the 1990s. Yep. And I, <laughs> I I remember like I remember as a kid being in an arcade and trying out. I think it was Dactyl Nightmare on a virtuality system. And at the time, even as a kid, I thought that was like, that was mind blowing. I thought, this is the future, you know? And, and I remember back and the size of the helmets. Oh. <laughs> probably, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. it was literally like, it, it, it was, they were powered by, I think it was an Amiga 3000. <laughs> and I, I look back at them now, like I look back on YouTube videos and look at all this gameplay, you know, they did in the 90s and you look at the frame rate and I think, how in the shit did I ever think that was good? What the hell? <laughs> I, I, I've got a specific VR memory back in um, in the nineties, and uh, it was... <laughs> Virtual Boy. <laughs> no, not Virtual Boy. You're right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it was in an arcade, like you were just saying that the arcade uh, helmet was massive, and uh, it was a on rail shooter. So you didn't really yeah. you put, you hold down a button that made you move forward. Um, but beyond that, you were just aiming and shooting as you move along. And there was this yeah. one point where it goes onto this big round elevator disc and it, and it starts going up. And just, I was kind of bored and I was thinking, something's shooting at me. And it was only at that moment where I realized, I can look up. And I look <laughs> up and I could see the top of the, uh, the elevator coming towards me. And that was like uh, one of those moments where it, I got it you know what was happening around me yeah. that this yeah. i'm in it i'm in it i can look around i can look down and look behind me so many people when they go into vr for the first time you just say to them look behind you and, you, yeah. know, they, they, <laughs> you know they don't realize you can look all around they, they're just so used to they're so focused their whole life has been focused on looking at a screen in front of them and uh, they have to unlearn that well, there's, a, there's a, a funny thing, actually, because he, he, it's, it's not something that you're meant to do, but on the PlayStation VR, when it's in cinematic mode, you can plug any HDMI device into the processing box and view that in cinematic <laughs> mode. So I plugged in the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, I plugged in the Nintendo Switch and decided to play Mario Kart on a giant cinema screen right in front of me. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I could do that. I have to try it when I get home. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Have nice. you, Sorex, have you played any VR games or? Not at all. No. Okay. Other than the Virtual Boy at the Play Expo recently, which is hardly <laughs> a virtual system as we joked about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I think it's a price point mainly. Maybe, maybe if they got the VR. men's game. What was, was it? The men game? Is that what it's called? Or. 
the men's game. You, you did a review, an article, a, a video on that, on the men's game, or I think it was called. It was a shocking, men's. shocking um, game that got banned because they found out that there was an underage oh, girl. The guy game. Yeah. The guy game. Yeah, the Sorry, guy. I got the name wrong. Um, maybe if they had that in <laughs> 3D VR. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I don't, I don't... <laughs> we'll kick off uh, with the questions. So, recently we all know about the uh, demise of Philip. Uh, Mewson uh, from IGN from plagiarizing reviews on uh, on IGN as a as a reviewer and uh, in the grand scheme of things that's like um, a professional suicide to doing something like that you, you basically can kiss your career goodbye as soon as something like that is found out about you mm -hmm. and your uh, reviews and while I was doing my reaction video about that situation, because that was a thing that really hit home for me, one, having been a reviewer for a magazine in the past, two, two magazines actually, um, and the other thing was uh, having some hands-on experience with IGN and being featured on their channel, I kind of got drawn into the whole subject and I had to do that video. And as I was talking about it, I got to thinking, why are we watching uh, game reviews anyway in 2018 when you could if you want to make up your own mind you could just go to um, uh, Online let's plays and watch the game and you if you like it Well, you're gonna find out for yourself if that's a game that's gonna be for you or not So I've got a question for whoever wants to kick off uh, Are game reviews still relevant in 2018 are they gonna be something that makes you buy a game or not buy a game in this day and age? Who wants to start? I don't mind kicking off. Um, I think they are less relevant than they were, specifically to the, the uh, influence on a buyer's decision. But um, I, I don't want to see them gone um, because I think people are still interested in hearing other people's opinions on games. And we all still enjoy talking and listening about games and that's why we're all here today to talk and listen about games. Um, but um, I think they are definitely less relevant to a buyer's decision. As you say, the biggest killer is um, the Let's Plays where you can literally just watch how the game will play out um, exactly and um, you can make your decision from there. But it's still, for me, when I'm buying a game, it's still um, advantageous to me to look at a, a review and see how um, other people other people see it. But um, they're becoming less relevant, I think, because companies like, I think it was Bethesda a couple of years ago, said we're only going to um, give out uh, review copies for a games one day before release. Yeah. And then you've got the issue of um, not being able to trust the reviews in the first place. Um, also with the um, paid, well, alleged paid reviews. Um, so we're not sure whether we can trust them or not. Yeah. With the, with the day release before, you simply haven't got time to review a game in a day and they know reviews can't be done. And Bethesda said, um, this is so that the players can all enjoy the game at the same time. <laughs> then, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was for us. It was for us. Yeah, we really don't want reviews. Yeah, yeah. it's for our benefit. <laughs> um, and uh, so they did this with Doom, and Doom got very good scores in the end. And they said, well, look, you know, we're not doing it to hide a, a shoddy game or anything. Um, but then um, Dishonored 2 and uh, I forget the other game. But Dishonored, no, Evil Within 2, they did the same thing. And um, the sales plummeted. Well, not plummeted, but they weren't as good as they projected. And suddenly they reversed this review policy. Well, uh, presumably, right, they, so. uh, the, the people have price. spoken. Yeah, nothing to do with the sales. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> so yeah, and, and also, <laughs> also with the up there, uh, this um, which we didn't have in the past with Mega Drive games, a lovely old cartridge. 
um, updates and patches, which they release games that now have bugs and glitches in on the first day. And then they say, well, you can't really review this game because it's not a finished product, so you're going to have to update your review like a little week's time after we update it. And um, because the original review isn't fair. And I think that games should be reviewed on the first day. Games yeah. should be reviewed before they come out. And if there are bugs and glitches, the review should reflect that and they should give them a bad score. Because as mm -hmm. a gamer, I want to be able to buy the product on day one and it should work. Yes. I actually, totally agree with you on that. I actually deducted a whole point off my Shenmue review based on the glitches. So it would have got an eight and, and a half, possibly a nine. Um, but just with the glitches being in place, it was just too much. Like I was watching cutscenes, but I'm staring at a wall because of the camera angle glitch that stopped me from watching the actual um, uh, scene, cutscene take place. There was that. And also, I had a weird glitch where um, I, I drove my forklift into a secured area and the guard says, you can't be in here, go away. <laughs> my voice acting was better than the actual thing. Um, and as Rio goes out to then reverse and go away, because that, that's an automatic process, something happened and it wouldn't allow me to gain control again of the forklift and it just kept moving at a very slow pace forward with the reverse beeper going and I'm going towards the wall and the wall then suddenly I go through the wall and I'm just sitting back going what, what, what's going to happen here I end up just re um, reverse beeping forward into the sunset and I had nothing left except sky and sea <laughs> I had to stop my game it was just such a bizarre glitch it's the glitch <laughs> gremlin Oh, sorry, Grandma, yeah. <laughs> Some glitches are funny, like that, that one you said, like, that would actually amuse me if I played it and probably actually adds to the value of the game. Yeah. There's also um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed uh, with Ubisoft where the players had no faces. And I've heard, of, intro that. Yeah. I've heard of introducing <laughs> new skins to the game, but I didn't think they actually meant the human flesh would be updated <laughs> later on. There's also, there's also a glitch, a new glitch they've discovered in Sea of Thieves after the latest update where players have been making their spy glasses to become massive dongs so they <laughs> they bring the spy glasses dongs to their to their penis to make them look like long penises and then the pirates are all just standing out like this and they're running around <laughs> with the spy glasses down there except the dlc no yeah it was from a, like an unintentional <laughs> glitch that they found and they're messing around with it sure it was unintentional <laughs> did you did you ever play rocky on the playstation 2 no, I have no, I have not. No, the entire game, the programming is so bad that the entire game is actually a glitch. <laughs> some, some things. If, if you ever, if you ever get a chance to get a copy of it, and and there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's all programming errors. There are things like the audience in the boxing ring will all be uh, like just electronic noise. There's, there's glitches game. on it. There's literally glitches on it where the characters will come out and their faces will have bug eyes. You know, oh, like yeah, I want, this, I want this game. And it's there's there's one where they, when they announce where they announce the box, like they'll they'll announce Rocky and they'll announce Club Lang, and as they announce them, the boxes will go through the floor. <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it's ridiculous. It was it was something it was something that I first became aware of years ago when I watched um, it, I think it was the the game glitches review by the Angry Video Game there. And I, I saw it and went, oh my god, I've got to get hold of a copy of this game to see if it's actually true. They never patched it, they never patched it, they never fixed it. Wow. So I got hold of a copy of this game and went, this has got to be bullshit, this can't be real. I put it in my PlayStation 2, <laughs> booted it up, 
Believe it or not, I had I had a cup of coffee in my hand. I nearly spit my coffee all over. The <laughs> I was literally like, "How? How did they let a game this broken get released?" It's ridiculous. So, uh, reining it back to the actual topic, uh, yeah. Game reviews, I, I, it's a lot harder. I've mentioned it on a previous video. Doing a review back in 93, 94, 95, which is when I was writing reviews for magazines, um, it was a totally different experience because you got the finished product yeah. and that was all you mm -hmm. were reviewing. Very rarely would we be able to have special access to unfinished products back then. Um, mm -hmm. But in Sega, we did get to look at unfinished games, but that was not... That was for internal reviewing purposes so that we could um, build a, a marketing strategy for each different game uh, coming up when it did get released. That was the only reason why those games were released to us unfinished. But for to an actual reviewer externally, they would never get to see those um, those unfinished games back then. So, yeah. but but it, you know, fast forward to now, uh, I, I seriously just do not think it's fair that a, a game gets released and has such such obvious errors that were not tested out properly. Yeah. I, I would have rather Shenmue got um, delayed by a month or even yeah. two months. It's not going to kill anyone if they release. Well, actually, with everyone's okay. Everyone at the moment is trying to uh, get their games out now before Dead Dead Red yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two comes out. Um, so I guess from a strategy point, marketing point of view, they're trying to get it out before those milestones come along. But they shouldn't be releasing un uh, unfinished games. It's just no. no I, I agree with what Sorak said yeah. because if the game is released with bugs and you review it, that should be the review. It's as simple yeah. as that. They shouldn't. They shouldn't then. They shouldn't then be allowed to go. Oh right, well we've released our patch for this now. Uh, now you have to review it again. It's like no. When your game came out, it was full of bugs and it was crap. That's just that's the way it was. If you wanted a good review, then you should have made sure the game was. You know, it, I mean, could, could you imagine if? Can you imagine if one of us YouTubers put out a video that was hardly, you know, that wasn't edited correctly or anything like that, and and we'd done a half-assed job of it, and then we'd get ripped to shreds for it by other people, and then we'd go, oh, hang on, you know, we'll go back again. It'd be like, no, 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 it's done, it's done. That's that's it. That's the video, you know. But um, I, I was going to say that there, there, I think there are exceptions, uh, and that is where if the game has been patched or changed to the point where it's no longer the same like these are not just um bug fixes but actual new content such as no man's sky thank you <laughs> and uh and final fantasy 15 the original version yeah. of final 15 final fantasy 15 online is nothing like what it is today so maybe it's fair to do a look back video um another one is stardew valley they did a they introduced new elements into that game like uh two player um two player mode which that, that's obviously going to change the the whole way you you approach that game it's it's it does probably warrant i don't know a re-review or a re uh i don't know what would you what would you call it uh, um I, I i don't know because at that point i think it, it, it'd be a case of would it be a waste of time to do it when you did an original review on the game in the first place but the game because changed. sometimes that that would because some sometimes if the game is bad even when they update it, it still kind of tarnishes my view of the game. So I'm kind of literally there going, well, no, I, I spent my time on it and spent time on it before they bothered to update it. It's like, 
Oh, now they've updated it. Now that I spent all these hours playing the buggy version, now they've updated it. I almost just want to go like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> An honourable mention is uh, the Spyro Reignited trilogy, though that's not out yet. There's a similar uh, scenario, except it's because they tried to sneak in the two other games without the box. So it was mm -hmm. called the trilogy, but you'd only come with one game. Oh. And because the fans were so angry that, that this happened, it's now had to be delayed until November because they're putting all the two other games in, so it can contain all the games. Kind of like I think kind of, yeah. the, the most I think the most famous one with that when it comes to when it comes to like an update was there was a version of Tony Hawk's. It wasn't the release. Yeah, on, yeah, it, yeah. Was it released on the PlayStation Four where yeah. with the whole game. The whole game was an is, update. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is an update? There's no game on the disc, and then you think to yourself, well, hang on. So if anybody purchases this game in the future when the servers are all dead and buried. This, How in the hell are they going to play this, the game? This game is so infamous. <laughs> this is the third podcast that game's name has come up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so any, any final... I'll to it. Um, I get the argument for um, looking back at a game and doing re-reviews, but the game companies aren't really interested in that because the bulk of the sales are in the either the day of release or the week following it. Mm. So they want these good reviews out at, at the time. And looking back at it really isn't beneficial to them. Exactly. Um, so, and also, game reviews aren't really beneficial to them at all. That's why they keep uh, delaying them and, and trying to get them stopped. So that's why Bethesda and, and other companies uh, try to release, uh, well, give uh, pre-codes out to reviewers only a day before so they don't have time. Because unless your review is absolutely glowing, it probably isn't going to do you any good. Because if a mm -hmm. review gets maybe 7 out of 10, or a game gets 7 out of 10, the people that are already looking for the confirmation bias are already going to buy it, and the people that weren't going to buy it are not going to buy it. It mm -hmm. makes no difference. And obviously, if a game gets a bad review score, that is going to damage sales. So, from a game company's perspective, the reviews aren't very helpful. But from a consumer's point of view, they are. They are helpful. Mm -hmm. But as you mm -hmm. say, we can just look at um, Let's Plays at the moment. But I still enjoy hearing other people's opinions on games. So, I, I want reviews to stay. And it just gives that little bit of pressure for companies to release a game that's good on, on the day of release. So, that's why I'd yeah. like to see stay. I think, yeah, the only time a re-review is warranted is if the content is not just patching the game, but it is actually introducing new gaming elements to that game to the point where it's no longer the same game as it was when it was initially released. So maybe, but at what point do you say, okay, well, we're going to scrub our original score and reallocate a new score to it? That's... It's such a grey area and I think it just comes back to the fact that gaming has got to a point now where it's no longer, um, like if you can look behind me, every one of those games, maybe 99% uh, of them are not patched, they are what they are. Yeah. And when you, you get them in a contained box and that's a set, just, that's a yeah. set story in itself. And now we're talking about, well, the game you're playing on day one is not necessarily how it's going to look uh, 100 days later. So. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting time, and, and and I think that gaming as a whole, or gamers as a whole, have to adjust, mm. and the reviewing system probably has to adjust along with it. Um, Maybe we need to start buying habits as well, and not buy games on release and just wait a week and yeah. see what it's like first. Yeah, but that's usually like what I do anyway. Now, don't you like forklifts driving off into the sunset? <laughs> <laughs> So well, probably best to just get on to the second topic we've got here. Uh, we're looking at um, 
gaming music experiences. Now we've got two musos here. We've yep. got Cameron, who is you in a band? I have been in. I'm in several bands, and I'm also a solo musician myself. Okay. And uh, gaming muso. Well, the name is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. I have also been in several bands, and I'm a solo musician myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I've played rock bands. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been to a gig, um, yeah, anyway, um, so I, I thought it would probably be best to try and get a gaming, uh, music gaming related question in there. Uh, so name your most memorable gaming music experience is the question, <clears throat> and for me personally, I think Halo is by far the most epic gaming score in any game that I've played. Shenmue touches on it on an emotional level basis. Uh, maybe, but for as far as actual ambience and, and getting you caught in the moment, uh, the, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the guy's name uh, that did the music in um, Halo. Oh, Martin Marty, O'Donnell. Marty O'Donnell, yeah. Well, he got kicked out by Bungie. Yeah, that sucks. Which sucks so bad. Maybe suck. he got, I don't know, maybe his ego got too big or something. I got no idea of the backstory and all that. Um, but some of the musicians that were involved in that project are Stevie Vai, who's like... Stevie Vai, yeah. Damn. Stevie Vai did, did Halo 2. Yeah, yeah so that was an phenomenal. absolute legend. And to have him on the soundtrack... Um, you can hear it. It, it just doesn't mm -hmm. come across. So you can. They didn't. I don't think he got marked in the um, credits though. But it he was. He did in the soundtrack, but not in the game. I don't think it was. Yeah. yeah. But you can hear it's him. It's mm. definitely him. And but when um, they did video games live, they had him there doing the score with, on on that concert as well. When they did the Halo Two, they just brought him on tour for video games live, which was cool. Oh, man. Would have yeah. liked to have gotten involved in that. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to find out here um, if you've ever had uh, an emotional um, experience with music. Does yes. it bring you to tears, yes. or does it is it just a the soundtrack is so kick-ass? Yes. Another one, a special mention is Persona Four. The soundtrack <laughs> in Persona Four is just epic. I still haven't gotten around to playing Five, but um, yeah, the, just the soundtrack in that game from, from a Japanese uh, developer, which is unusual. Uh, for the music in a Japanese game to be also of mention. Um, mm -hmm. Cam, you're wanting to dive in there? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, when I was growing up, like, we grew up in the 90s, so that means, like, all the game music... Speak for yourself. Yep, all the game music was... <laughs> all the game music wasn't, uh, you know, it's kind of, like, chippy and 8-bit and everything. And then when the modern consoles came along, that's when the music started to get more realistic. So, I'm a huge, obsessive fan of the Sonic game music as much as I am of the games. So mm -hmm. when Sonic Adventure came along, that had like a really good rock soundtrack and I love a lot of rock music and metal and all that. So like all of the guitars and the live drums and the live bands that they so used. So you're talking Dreamcast. Yeah, the Dreamcast yeah. era, like Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2. And then when Shadow the Hedgehog came along, which is more of a metal soundtrack, but with some of the same musicians that they used previous Sonic games for, it sounded much more heavier and it was just a kick-ass soundtrack. And so were the previous Sonic games. So when they make more modern Sonic games, they make more modern rock music or modern music in general. They've moved to the pop kind of scene in the more recent years, but now they're getting back to the heavier stuff again, which is <laughs> like in what you see in Sonic Forces, which is really good. Um, they've gone back to the vocal, heavy, hard-hitting hard -hitting stuff. And I just love that heavy sound. Like, you know, the 
the live feel of the music with the real instruments and you know the heavy rock yeah. sound. I, I was going to say that with um, uh, Sonic Forces, everyone talks about Mania, yeah. and Sonic Forces was like this thing that was supposed to be big and epic, and you don't hear anything about it. But the best thing for me about that game was the intro music. Yeah, the music. <laughs> um, what about you guys? Have you got any special um, any tr soundtracks? I... That yeah, I mean, I um, for some reason when Destiny first came out, I became quite addicted to that game, and I actually really loved the soundtrack of Destiny because I loved, I loved the orchestral soundtrack of that game. There's so many over the years that I love. I was going to mention Sonic because yep. Sonic Mania. I think the, the Sonic Mania soundtrack is so good because it's very, very. It's got the nostalgic feels to it, mm. but they've obviously updated it just a little bit. But you've still got elements of the original soundtracks in there where they've got new instruments thrown in. And, and how good was it that with Mania, the, that that soundtrack is so good and it's actually not done by an official in-house um, uh, Sega, Sega musician. Yeah. It's, it's like just exactly. done by someone that really likes the original source uh, material so well that he's gone and remixed it. I thought for like when playing Sonic CD back in the day that we were never going to see that soundtrack ever be uh, touched upon again. And so to hear it in 2018 and not only remixed but expanded on, I was mm -hmm. just like, this is awesome. Because um, I really loved the um, Japanese version of Sonic CD soundtrack. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have heard both the American I'm a and huge the... fan of the American. I don't yeah, know yeah. you. I don't know you. Um, <laughs> it's just so, it's night and day. Uh, no, I, I'm a huge fan of the Japanese soundtrack. It's okay. I like. I don't mind that. No, it's shit. It's, <laughs> it's it's to each their own, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but one of one of the um, say say with that with, with regards to Sonic games, to say years and years and years ago, uh, I think uh, an epiphany moment for me, and it, it's a random one because I love all kinds of music, but again, I love I love rock music. I love I love the orchestral stuff. One of the one of the strangest ones for me was um, I used to love. Ridge Racer Revolution. Ridge Racer Revolution yes. was the first game yeah, I ever played on, on my original PlayStation. And it was a mind-blowing moment for me when I realized I could take the disc out yes, of the PlayStation, put, the put it into my parents' yeah. car, into the CD player, and listen <laughs> yeah. to the Ridge Racer Revolution music whilst we were driving. Not and while, was, you're, not while you were driving, I hope. Not no, 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 not when I get, no, I, I, 1990, what was, 1996, I was 12 years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the Sega Saturn did that as well, too. You could play the discs on the CD player. But I was going to say, it'd be pretty hard to um, drift in a Volvo, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Talking of drive, do you ever play Rock and Roll Racing on the Meg Drive? Oh yeah, how yes. good was that soundtrack? Though? That had yeah, the Highway Star and yeah. Paranoid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Love, and that just—it oh, sounded all. Awesome. Haven't, haven't played it. Is it Deep Purple in it and everything? It, it's okay. It's a faithful reproduction. I mean, it's it's, it's a sixteen bit reproduction, yeah, but it, it's done so well that that's you, awesome. you recognise yeah. what it's meant to be straight I'll away. I'll give that a go. Yeah. Oh, it it, it, there was a Mega Drive version, but I don't think the Mega Drive sound chip uh, did it justice. I, I think that um, by far the Super Nintendo in that case did really uh, push the the emphasis of the soundtrack more I in that game. That the game itself was ordinary. It just you you played it the soundtrack. The superior version, music wise. Yeah. But um, in terms of my most memorable gaming experiences, uh, sorry, music experiences, as you mentioned, Sonic Sonic Two for me is one of the most memorable. So I think most levels, even because people forget there's a two-player mode as well on that, yeah. and even that those um, soundtracks are pretty good. The and music too. My Sonic favorite, too. my favorite in that game, that. Chemical. Sorry, Plant. Yeah, Chemical Plant Zone. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't talk about Sonic 2 about mentioning Chemical Plant Zone. And, and the Hilltop Zone as well. I think Emerald Hill Zone is underrated as well. Green Hill Zone overshadows it quite a lot, but Emerald Hill Zone is, is pretty good music-wise as well. So, yeah, Sonic 2 is, is high on my yeah, list. But, uh, sorry, Brian, was you going to say something? Oh, no, no, I was just uh, in that game that there's a... We got to take that game home and uh, play it in advance of launch, and we were just, like experiencing it for the first time and no one else was talking about it because we um, haven't had been given exclusive uh, access to it and that's a weird experience when you're, 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 you're used to getting a game and having already heard everyone gloat and going on about how good it is and yet we had this hot property in our hands and I just remember thinking everyone's going to rave on about this game and they're going to just crap on so much about how good this game is and it was yeah chemical plant zone yeah. that just made me think oh my god they've really nailed this game and i was hoping that that wasn't just going to be a one-off level that and then the other levels were going to be crap but um it turned out no sonic 2 really did well in the music department and a, and a special shout out to mystic cave sound theme as well too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah both one and two player stages we're yeah. good on that it's, it's quite interesting how game music can make a game feel a lot better. I mean, Sonic 2 is a great game anyway, but just having that great music, just psychologically, mm. it, it, it can make a bad game feel average and a, and a good game feel great. Mm -hmm. It really it really lifts the game sometimes, game yeah, music. Sound, soundtrack but, um, is just so important in a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Road Rage my, is one, one example. There's a, little, where, um, oh, sorry, go there's on. a little video game series called Final Fantasy. I don't know if you've heard of it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> why... My first Final Fantasy game was actually quite late, it was Final Fantasy X on the PS2, so that was my first um, Final Fantasy experience, and I didn't love it. Um, the graphics were <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, the Blitzball yeah. Baller, the Blitzball Arena Rock. <laughs> oh, that was great, I enjoyed that, I enjoyed that. But the, um, the two Zanakin thing is, to me, one of the most beautiful pieces of gaming I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And if I could feel emotion, I would have cried, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> Actually, and the battle theme as well was memorable. If you like yeah. uh, Final Fantasy music, uh, try playing Blue Dragon if you haven't already yeah. touched it. Ian Gillen's the boss battle theme in Blue Dragon from Deep Purple. Really? Yeah, Blue Dragon does the final boss battle theme. Really? I didn't know that. Eternity. Look at it, it's on YouTube. It's, ah. it's on my Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's um, it's got the art style of Dragon Ball Z, um, along with the music from Final Fantasy, and it really didn't get much of a push in the West. Japan, it kind of picked up a bit, but we all know what the Japanese thought of Xbox. There, I'm sorry, but the Japanese, when it comes to uh, supporting gaming companies, they're really racist. It's just sad when you go there and you see this pitiful little um, token display of Xbox and then the, the rest of the store is all PlayStation 4. Um, they've got their priorities over there all out of, out of skew, I think. <laughs> Alright. Seven uh, is another good soundtrack that uh, James mentioned earlier. Very good yeah. throughout. I only experienced it a few years ago, unfortunately, but I just had to play it and completed it and it's just three discs of brilliance to me. Really yeah. good. And that, that entire soundtrack is all done um, on the, with the PlayStation's onboard sound chip as well, which, yeah. which at the time is phenomenal. There's no, there's no red book audio on those CDs because they couldn't fit the soundtrack on there. So it's all samples, which is it, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. 
Actually, I'd be doing my channel a big injustice if I didn't mention Musha, at least on the Mega Drive. Um, it's the, the, the channel's intro is taken from that game and the, the actual musician himself is a subscriber to my channel. Yeah, cool. uh, I was so close to getting a chance to do an interview with him, which would have been interesting, Japanese English translated interview, but anyway. Um, but uh, that didn't happen, unfortunately. But um, that game, the, the music is just kick-ass, and the only way you can legally... we well, know you can't buy that game now, legally. Why? Uh, the Wii shop, virtual shop, has been now shut down, oh. and along with it, Musha Released has now become... Um, something that you cannot obtain legally. It's it just like if you want to buy it, what's wrong? With if you that? want to buy yeah. it, you can't. Yeah, it's it a thing about digital games now, isn't it? But I've, I've got I've got one quick honourable mention. I can't even I can't even believe that I didn't say this at the time. Streets of Rage One and Streets of oh, Rage man, Two. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not free so much. <laughs> no. Definitely yeah, not free. Like um, the byproduct of mechanical noise. That's yeah. what the sound yeah. was. Oh, it was a machine I going remember, off. I remember playing um, Streets of Rage 3 and just thinking, what the hell happened in this game? And, and you hear some people, they try to um, they try to defend it. You can't defend that game. It's just. <laughs> I've got another honorable mention is the soundtrack to Donkey Kong 64. Okay. Has anyone else played that? I no hear a cricket too. Yeah. I've, I've not got very good things about it, soundtrack. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know about memorable, but there are parts in it that, that yeah, are very ambient and sort of new age. You can't judge the DK, right? <laughs> I've got a couple more mentions, which is, um, there were, for me specifically, not to anyone else, <laughs> there was a game called Guitar Man on PS2, which I liked. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's quite well. Not not a lot of people know about that no, game. It's not that, that one, no. It's like a, a mu it was actual a music game, so it should have good music. And also the Pokemon games on Game Boy. I absolutely love that. Yeah. It's still to this day in my head. And it's just there's a charm about that old game music on yeah. the Game Boy. And just, I, I, I love it. And the Donkey Kong Land series for the Game Boy as well. They were quite great. They had good music. Um, getting back to Pokemon, uh, I don't, Top Hat Gaming Man mentions quite a few times in some of his videos that uh, he was obsessed with that game to the point where he has to, when he's turned it off, check to see if he's left it on because the music's still just going around in his head. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he left his Game Boy on because he's still... Yeah, he left it on for 10 hours. The, yeah. the, 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 I, spoke, I spoke to him a couple of days ago, he said he, he left his Game Boy on for 10 hours in a drawer. He picked it back up and it was still working. Well, sometimes he, was, he actually does leave hell? it on, yes, but there were times when he didn't leave it on, but he thought he had because he can still hear the music. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that with a Game Gear, it doesn't work. No, no, no way. Game Gear lasts about 30 minutes. It will yeah. melt. It will yeah. melt. <laughs> um, I don't have any other special memorable mentions. I'm sure there's heaps that we've missed, but there are. Oh, um, Jet Set Radio uh, has to be mentioned as well on the Dreamcast. Um, mm. Anyone here know that? Jet Set yes. Radio soundtrack? Yeah. Yes. Trying to get some sleep. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and, well, <laughs> wow, we're getting to the last question, uh, which is past dead IPs. We've got uh, games companies like Sega who are sitting on a whole stack of dead IPs. Um, you just called it Sega. You called it Sega. Sega. I switch in between the two now. just to keep you saps happy. Sega. Um, <laughs> I, I, in my mind it's Sega. Sega. Yeah. And it's advertised <laughs> on TV here as Sega back in the day. So, And that's how I answered the phone when I was working there. So, yep. so it is official. Did they say, oh, sorry, we've run the wrong company, then put phone down. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Anyway, with this question, um, I came up with this before the announcement of Streets of Rage um, 4. I was actually thinking personally about what dead IPs we should see raised from the dead, not just by Sega or Sega, um, but also by any other company out there. And one that was, the, the reason why I wrote this question was because I'm dying for a new Road Rash. Um, yeah. I would love to see a new Road Rash game done in the same vein as the original Mega Drive uh, games, but done on a modern console. And um, I mean, you could argue that, well, you could just play um, Grand Theft Auto and you get the same experience, but it's not the same. You're not. Uh, solely in a motorcycle race with weapons and chains and tasers and crap. I don't think they ever had a. Ta that, that should be one in they introduced. No, no, but in Road Rash. Oh, Road Rash. So, anyway, that's just one example. But um, Streets of Rage 4, what an awesome announcement that was. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to come around to the style that they're going to go with in this game. There's a lot of people out there saying that, oh, it should be done in the same Mega Drive um, pixelized graphics. Like, no, because it was only done that way back in the time because that was all we had to work with. Mm -hmm. Why hold back the series just because the original ones were done on an inferior machine? Um, it would be nice maybe if they hit a, if you press in on the button, it, it reverts to a 16-bit mode. I don't know. Um, but is there any IP that you guys are... Just sorry, hang on. You don't have to lean into the mic. Okay. It's all good. It I'm will not, pick you up. Not used to having a microphone in front of me. Gradius, or Gradius, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I want to see a new, uh, new side-scrolling Gradius game. Because I, I, I love those I love those games. I think just side-scrolling shooters in general should come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, any, anyone else got a game that they've been stewing on? Yes. Yeah. I'll let Sorax go first. Because I've got a bit of uh, Comic Zone is a game I'd like to see back. And apparently there was one prototype image, um, and that was it, and it never got finished, obviously. Um, I'd love to see a new Comic Zone in 3 I think that'd be brilliant, going for a comic there, in modern day graphic. There was a similar game on Xbox 360. Um, I can't think of it straight away, the name of it, but it did get a release about uh, six, seven years ago, and it was on Xbox 360. When I find it, I'll, I'll put the um, image around somewhere. Um, it's not as good, but it's done in the same style that you are in a comic book and you go from panel to panel beating up bad guys. I don't think it's got the charm because with the original, it had a bit of a storyline about you versus your... Um, the guy wanting... The, hang on, you are the, the comic book artist that's gone drawn into the game. Um, but this one, I don't think had quite that same storyline. Um, so my choice is for Rareware, please make a third Banjo-Kazooie game and Conker's, another Conker's Bad Fur Day, please. Conker's not going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Conker's is not going to happen. Yes, it will. No, it won't happen. If they brought back Joanna Dark as a special thing for Sea of Thieves, like an ornament, yeah. they could make another Conker. They can, they can do that. I mean, one, I one, could, one, one that I really want to see, really want to see is uh, probably, or oh, say, I'd say uh, there was a game out years ago called Theme Hospital, and I want a new version. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll never happen in a million. What's this two point hospital thing? What? What is this? <laughs> oh, they might have borrowed a few ideas. Mm. Actually, it's got yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, half the staff is ex um, 
star from Bullfrog, isn't it? It's, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's it's just been a weird week, hasn't it, for all these old and and in the background, no one's talking about it. Uh, they probably should be. Toe Manel's on the comeback. Um, yep. the, the Twitter account is uh, gaining followers. They're only up to three thousand followers, which I'm like, why are you not getting more supporters behind it? Um, At least I'm happy that Battle Toads is coming back next. Did you year. say Did you say Battle Toads or Toads? Battle Toads. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Battle Toads is another one that's coming back. Yeah, so Battle Toads. There's a lot of love for these old IPs, yeah. and they just don't. And I don't think it should be just all the big name ones. I think they should be looking at some of the lesser known ones, and maybe the lesser known ones didn't get to be as popular as they could have been back then because of limitations. And maybe they uh, can do more with them with the uh, Xbox One and PlayStation Four yeah. and Switch. Switch is needing more games, so that's another it one. Is, I, I think the Switch is needing more AAA games because yeah. at the moment it is literally like the indie zone. And um, I'm I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried that the Switch is going to end up. If they don't start putting more AAA titles out and stop redoing games like like for the Wii U, I think it's just going to go the way of the Wii U. Yeah. Well, well, it's going to be more like the the Vita, isn't it? Because the Vita was hoarding um, as well. The, it was first announced as being like this, uh, almost similar to PlayStation Three, but in your hands. Wow, that's yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, except they only released a, a handful of games that really used that machine's System. capability to the full. And the rest were PlayStation 3 ports anyway, pretty much. Well, I would have rather PlayStation yeah. 3 ports than what we ended up with. Mm. Um, there was um, mostly just these indie games, and i got nothing against indie games, but that's not why I buy a system. I don't want it to be just nothing but... Indie indie games. Uh, well, they, I mean, on, on the Switch, they, they are releasing third-party AAA games. I mean, the, there was a brilliant port of Doom, and there's a great port of Wolfenstein 2 on there. But the thing is, there's no promotion for the, for those yeah. versions of the game. Nintendo will literally only really promote their first-party titles on the Switch, yeah. and the, it, the, it, I, I'm kind of disillusioned with it, really, because. We do have a Switch, but we have a, a load of consoles. But with the Switch, it's with, with various announcements that, that they keep making, like the E3 announcement, where they go, oh, you know, we're finally going to get the, the paid-for online service. And then they go, oh, they'll, they'll be online voice chat in the games, but you'll have to use your mobile phone yeah, for it. it's What universe are you, are you living in with this? Why can't your console do the things that other people's consoles have been doing for years? That's why the Wii U is so good, because it had its own voice chat that you can use. Why should you, you be holding yeah, a controller yeah. and then, oh, hang on a second, I've got to talk, hang on. You asshole! It's mind-blowing. It's, it's mind-blowing it's, it's mind to me with, with, with these certain things, because it, one, one that, that really made me laugh, because I've not... Other, other people are obsessed with it, and it was like, oh, hey, you know, you don't have voice chat, you've got to have your voice chat through your app on your mobile phone. <laughs> but instead, instead, instead of giving you your, your own built-in voice chat app, here is sixty dollars worth of cardboard that you can make into a robot. <laughs> I think someone. Um, yeah. What? Um, but yeah, back to the question: Was there any uh, old games from the past that you're really keen on seeing come back? Uh, in terms of old IPs coming back, I'm all for them coming back. Specifically, Sega. I don't know what they've been doing for years. I really don't know why they've been sitting on these for years. They could have made lots of money a long time ago. 
I don't know why they're just coming back now. I'm glad they are coming back, but I think they need to be good. Otherwise, I'd rather not see them and just okay. enjoy the old classics. The one, the one thing that worries me about these games coming back from Sega is that they're not actually the ones producing it themselves. Um, and Wonderboy, uh, Wonderboy Dragon's Trap was awesome. That, that re-release was just such a damn good love letter to the original game. But it wasn't Sega. Um, then you've got um, uh, the new... Streets of Rage 4 just been announced. Again, it's the same team. It's not Sega themselves. So Yeah, and I hope Yuzo Koshiro is on the soundtrack, otherwise it won't be the same. I would exactly. dare say that it's like 80 or 90% certain that he's going to be doing it. Because he, yeah, he, he hasn't denied it. He hasn't denied it. And his Twitter account was saying, you have to understand, I cannot say anything about this at this point. Which is usually saying, what happened I'm in, I'm in, but I can't talk about can't it. Talk. You know. Um, I, I would love to see uh, a new soundtrack from him, but not just rehash remixes of the original stuff. I would love to see him go in and, like, maybe a couple of tracks. Can't, like, cause I think, was it the, the first uh, two had the same soundtrack, the same song for the first level? Or it was very no, similar? It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was very similar, but it yeah, was a yeah. completely different. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah do the same thing with this and make it um, loosely based around the, the, the first game but just with more yeah. more bass and more um, modern samples going on it because you're not restricted now to the 16 bit how good like how damn awesome did he do with that game with just a Yamaha sound chip I just yeah a, Z, a Z80 a Z80 for a sound chip on, on that system and it, it, it's incredible how well he produced a soundtrack when there were a lot of developers that made soundtracks on the Mega Drive sound like absolute garbage. The Mega Drive was capable Sega of America. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sega of America game that has been released had, uh, was on the Mega uh, on the Genesis, sorry. It just sounded like ass. It just really did not sound Marble Marble Madness. Marble oh. Madness was awful. Marble <laughs> Madness, the worst the worst video game soundtrack of all time on a Genesis. It was awful. It was fucking awful. It should have never been released. They should have done something proper for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, game users still got issues from that game. We'll just kick along. <laughs> um, I, biggest... I was really, I was really happy to see them announce Streets of Rage Four. Like really, really hyped for it. And then I saw, like what you were saying, you're not sure about the art, art style. I looked at it, and to be honest, my first reaction was I'm, I'm slightly disappointed with the way they've, they've taken it. I don't even like Axel's beard. I want that shaving off before it comes out. <laughs> oh, but he's, I mean, he's a grumpy old man. Oh, beards, whoa! Well, well, <laughs> 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 well, to me, Axel, he, he he looks a certain way, and I'm not sure he looks quite right in this one. Yeah, but a, a lot of years have passed. He's become this old bitter, senile old guy now. He just wants to punch it, not for justice, but because he's angry. <laughs> I hope there's more characters as well than just Axel and Blaze. I hope Max. Uh, it, it definitely is. This, this is going to be like this is going to be on the same style as uh, Super Smash Brothers, where a new character will be unveiled. Then the then the um, echo chamber on social media will talk about it a bit more, and then a new character will get announced, and then it, it will be a cycle until when is that game? Has anyone got any idea of when it's being announced to be released? Is it late next year? What? Did they release the time? I don't think they've even no, said they they the platform. Oh, okay. So for all we know, it could be another mobile game, Brian. And you love those, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I got a few negative comments uh, from my um, reaction to Fantasy Star getting announced for the mobile, and I left a, a nasty comment uh, on Sega's own YouTube channel. And there was all these people trying to come out and defend it. I'm like, uh, dude, 
have a look at the dislikes on this video. I don't yeah. need to say anything else. <laughs> um, we, okay, so we have uh, some questions now from people on the interwebs. Uh, we have got, how would you pronounce that? Winstolf? Winst... Winstolf. Winst zero Winstolf. Yeah. Um, he has asked, uh, okay, I think I have a question for you. Shenmue really is a unique game with nothing quite like it. But has anything come close to it in the years since the original DC release? Oh, there's an obvious answer to that, but I'll let you guys tackle it. Were you thinking of Yakuza? Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> it's, Yakuza's I, I the closest... Yeah, Yakuza's yeah. The, the closest thing you can get. It's like... Um, yeah, right, if you were to have Ryu in that game, it would be like uh, he finally got to see some R-rated movies and realised that... With better voice <laughs> acting. Well... Well, in some parts, maybe. <laughs> well, it's all Japanese, though, that voice acting, isn't it? Did you know? I only found this out recently. I, I never played the original Yakuza games, but the original one had the main guys uh, voiced by Mark Hamill. No, I didn't know that. I, I had no idea about that. And when I saw it, it was like, oh, my God, that is epic, but it is wrong at the same time. But it's Mark Hamill. What is, uh, it's wrong, but it's him. I, I don't know. <laughs> the only Yakuza game I recently played was... Yakuza O, I think it was. Which is what I've got. Yeah. PlayStation 4. Yeah. That's, yeah, I agree that's a lot like Shenmue, more violent version of it, but it's very, very similar. I love when he gets into the arcade machines and yeah. he's about to play um, Space Harrow. Uh, <laughs> he gets it's, it, so into it. With it, his does, suit. <laughs> it does have a more widespread arcade, I've heard, than the Shenmue games, and it's also got a bit of karaoke and stuff that you can actually do. Because in the Shenmue, you can go to the karaoke bar and you can't do anything. Why are you laughing there? What, what, what's, why, wrong why, what's wrong with why karaoke? karaoke? Why does it because always have karaoke? karaoke is the bane of my existence as a musician. <laughs> you, can, so you can do lots of karaoke. <laughs> I will follow you. <laughs> now, I hate the karaoke scenes, actually, because I can never do those button mashing uh, in time properly. I just... My problem with those games is, uh, and the quick time events is... Um, it tells you to press A. I'm like, yeah. where the bloody hell's A? Oh, it's down there. I don't have the, the muscle memory to know where the buttons are quick enough to do those levels. <laughs> That's just me. Um, Alright, so the next question is from... Go to the next... The G, next to the, G to the next level. Okay. G at the next level. G at? No, G to the next level, we'll call him. Uh, thanks, Spacey's. It's been pretty glorious week for Sega. Don't forget, Yakuza Kiwami 2 came out. And Toejam and Earl back in the groove going physical. Well, there you go. I didn't know about that. Um, so he's got a question. Sega seems to be listening to what we want. What Sega franchise do you want to be re revived now? We kind of touched on this with my previous question, but... Mm -hmm. I have an answer. Rystar is what I'd like to see back. Rystar. I don't know why they haven't touched it anymore. Rystar. It was weird. It was kind of released late in the Mega Drive cycle, and I, I don't know. I just think because it had low sales because of that, they just based the fact that, oh, well, people don't like it because of the low sales. And that's not the way to judge it. It, it was it was released late in the cycle, so most people would have been moving on to Saturn and PlayStation 2 by that stage, so they missed it. Mm. It is my girlfriend's favourite game. <laughs> she oh, she okay. literally she, she loves that game, absolutely loves it. The characters are awesome. You, have you ever seen a plushie doll for Rystar? No. No, isn't, isn't no. that weird? They just do not acknowledge that character at all. And mm. and it's got such potential. And everyone talks about it, but mm. Sega themselves... Sega! Come Sega. on, guys! Sega. Yeah. Sega. you got so many IPs just sitting there going dormant. Mm. Flicky. I'll even like and a new Flicky game. Like... <laughs> the I, Golden Axe, come on. Really would love 
A new knights into dreams. Space Harrier. Hmm. Can we get a new freaking Space Harrier game for God's sake? Gunstar Heroes would be nice. There's a game called Dynamite Heavy, also developed by Treasure. Yeah, that could and, be... and, and don't did um, Sega buy Treasure? Is is that why they are able to include that on their um, compilation games now? Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's not necessarily yeah. a Sega IP, but it was on a Sega console. Um, yeah. Any other, any other Mega Drive? Uh, I, I, want, I want a new Sonic the Hedgehog game done in the original 16-bit yeah. stuff. Oh wait, that's already come out yeah. as well. <laughs> I'm getting everything I want this year. Yeah. When is Sonic I really want a 3D Sonic called, just called Sonic the Hedgehog because that's not annoying. And I want it, all, and I want long load times. And I want... <laughs> no, this, this no, is what we all want. This is this is the game that we all want, isn't it? You know, and when and when yeah, you stood there talking to characters, you wanted to do like you wanted to make like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Sonic 06 was the the game that we deserved. You were that's... talking about. <laughs> Um, okay, so that, well, that's your answer to that. Um, for me personally, if, if I had to pick only one franchise that to be resurrected from the Sega back catalogue, Golden Axe, um, and do, done properly, not a one-on-one, -on -one, not some sort of crappy um, choose-your-own-adventure style beat 'em up that is done really badly. Just get Gilly's Thunderhead in there and and sort shit out. It's, it's and make him a playable character. Why do they keep not making him a playable character? Yeah, uh, the last yeah. couple of games, he hasn't been playable. Uh, but you know, Sega's just wanting to reinvent it, and sh yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, he was also had another side question because I told him that that question would already was already taken, but I I put it out there anyway. Um, he's also asking what gaming, um, what do you think gaming's most underappreciated genre is currently? Rhythm gaming over That's here in the UK. Yeah. Have you been to Japan? <laughs> not, not, not as of yet. But I mean, that's the thing. In Japan, in Japan, it's huge. Oh, Over man. here, it's it's on another level. Okay. I saw a dude doing handstands on a on a Dance Mania machine. I was just like, this guy's realizing he's not going to get any token tickets for this. He's just... <laughs> no yeah. achievement. There's no achievements unlocked if we're doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they take it on a totally different level there. I don't know. What I mean, under. I think I think I already answered it. The side scrolling shooters. Um, there's not enough good shoot 'em ups like to go throw back to the old um, uh, Thunder Force series. I'd like to see the Thunder Force series resurrected again with the music. Mm. The music is the most important part of that game. Um, yeah. The intro for Thunder Force Four is up there with my top favorite video game moments. Just to see that spaceship doing barrel rolls to that kick-ass soundtrack it was just like holy crap we're in for a good time here <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just trying to see if we've got any more no that was it so that is the end of all the questions well that's the podcast done um oh what <laughs> These guys have got to go to work or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm off, I'm off to the gaming market today. <laughs> um, so I might end it by asking, uh, start with you, Gaming Muzo. What do you got currently coming up with your channel if you want to disclose it or anything you want to push? I, I've, got so, I've got some good content coming up and I'm uh, trying to talk with a couple of other YouTubers about maybe doing some videos with them. I've been talking to uh, Octavius Kitten 
um, about possibly doing something with her. I Listen want to obviously you, name do dropping. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to, I want to do a, a, a proper video with uh, with Richard Top Hat, Top Hat Gaming Man because obviously he was very kind to do the segment for my Robotron video. But I wanted now that he's back in the country, I want to maybe do a, a proper video there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, th I think I'm going to EGX for a day or two. So there's a couple of other YouTubers who I want to meet up with down there. And You've maybe been trying to reach out to Ashens, haven't you? Just a little channel that yeah. you may or may not have heard of. <laughs> I, I, I had I had the opinion of hey, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So you know, what the, what the, what there's, there's nothing wrong with with doing that. Like I said, I've been speaking to, to Larry Bundy as well, and he, he he enjoyed the Robotron video and, and liked it, so he subbed. So I was like, well, now there's pressure. Now there's pressure to make good content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Sorex, uh, what have you got coming up? And, and as a side note with you, uh, welcome to the Ministry of Retro Gaming. Uh, <laughs> we, we are yet to see your first entry with, um, well, you did your announcement video. Um, but yeah, yeah we're going to have you on board. And look, I mean, okay, so for those of you who don't know what the Ministry of Retro Gaming is, this is not a plug, this is just an explanation. Uh, it's a group of guys, mainly in the UK, but on the outsider here. Um, that get together and just uh, do podcasts and, ex and help each other out. So far, uh, in the time I've been in the ministry, it, there hasn't really been much in the way of cohesion with the group, but that, that's going to change now. Um, and we're going to be getting... Uh, I'm going to be appearing with you on the, the first podcast, uh, which is going to be next week. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be really awesome to, to be on there with you for the first time as well. Um, but besides that, have you got anything else that you got coming up? Well, last time on the podcast, I lied to you and all, all of your audience. I said a Master System game review was coming up, and it wasn't. It was a review of Mario Tennis Aces on the Switch. And <laughs> I did plan to review a Master System game, and I've got all of the, all of the video game uh, footage recorded. But um, I played Mario uh, Tennis Aces and thought this could make a good review, and I wanted to get it out while it was still relevant. So I'll, I'll try to get it out as soon as possible. So for those that don't know, I do like, uh, well, I, I think I'll try to make them funny, video game reviews. They can hardly be called reviews. I sort of, I sarcastically take the piss out of as much of the game as I can. And there's, I try to get a joke in every 20 seconds. So it's not like I'm playing it and make the occasional joke. I try to, if, I'm, if I talk about it, then I'm leading up to a joke. I'm not talking about it for no reason. So they're the, they're the style of videos that I do. So I think the next game will be a Master System game that I'll try to take the mick out of plenty. Um, I'm also in talks with another YouTuber to do a collaboration review, um, so I hope that appeals to people as well, outside of the ministry, so a different different YouTuber. Um, and as you say, we've got the Ministry of Retro Gaming content coming up and a, a podcast coming up, so I'm really looking forward to that, and thanks for having me aboard with that as well, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I'm going to be enjoying that because I won't have to be hosting for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, what about you? What have you got coming up on I've your got, channel? I've got a lot of Sea of Thieves memes I've been starting to do recently. Memes, memes you know, the one with the Pirates of the Caribbean, and they're like, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. And then I put this video of what I do in the game as something amazing, and put the Pirates of the Caribbean music over it. Lots of silly stuff. Um, hopefully I could try and get you to have another game of Sea of Thieves sometime. Maybe so game number two, teach, if I don't get bored. Teach you how to do it. <laughs> I'll teach you how to do it, you'll have a lot of fun with me. And, uh... Actually, I remember now, the reason why I couldn't, I didn't get back into it was because they were counting down to a major update. Yeah? And I, had to, and I got kicked off, and I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Well, They're telling me when I can and can't play. No, well, they don't <laughs> do that very much anymore these days, and if they do, they're patching the game to make 
more improvement, but they recently put in Curse Cruise. So that's a lot of fun, and it's, it's a bit difficult, but it's really silly. And, um, yeah, a couple of bits of music and everything, a couple of promotional videos from Big Man Tyrone, who's I've collaborated with before coming up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, well, for me personally, I have... I've been saying that I'm going to be doing this for the last few weeks and I haven't done it. Uh, if the weather holds up tomorrow, I'm going to get out and about and do my look at 1980 with my gaming, uh, my life, what's it, uh, gaming, God, I can't even remember the name of it. It's been that long since I've done the series. Uh, gaming Since Spaces series, that's right. And I've done only from 1974 to 1979 so far. And 1980 is going to be the next video in that series uh, where I look at milestones that took place in each year and discuss what I think is the game of the year for that year. Um, so I looked at the 1979 video again for the first time today uh, for a long time. And it's just got me motivated to get back into that. So, uh, and also, I don't have any reviews coming up. I haven't been given any free codes. Five Star Gaming, if you're watching, um, I'd love a uh, uh, Yakuza code. Throw it my way. <laughs> um, uh, I don't have any other reviews planned, although someone was asking me to do a review on a Switch game or something beforehand. Um, I don't know. I, those reviews take a lot out of me. Oh, that's right. I have got a Shenmue 2 review coming up. Those reviews take so much out of me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Sorex, but um, recording, especially Shenmue, you got to get so... Like, uh, reviewing uh, a sports game, you only have to get about an hour's worth of footage, and you've probably got enough footage there to do a review. But a game like Shenmue, you really got to go through it and show that you have played enough of that game to fully understand it. And that involves talking to every person in that freaking town and asking about sailors and God knows what else. And it, I got 10 hours of footage, I think it was, or more, before I was uh, satisfied that I could put a review together. So it really is draining to put that together. Um, and just doing those, the voiceovers. I'm not good at doing voiceover uh, work. So that's something I am getting used to. Um, anyway, I'm blabbering. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, thanks a lot, guys, for getting on for today. I know you guys are up extra early. Um, I, I, it's really hard to find the right time for this. <laughs> this is the first time I've done it um, at this time of night, and the first time With I've had someone else. else in here. So uh, it's been great to have you all on board. Yeah. And anyone got anything last last? I've got one for Sorax's Master System review, actually. Because um, I, 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 don't, I don't know whether he would be aware of it, but it may be a good thing to take the piss out of. In Australia, they sold the Master System 2 with six cans of Coke and a baseball cap. <laughs> that, that, that was like their advertising strategy with it. There's an advert where they went, the, the Sega Master System 2 with six cans of Coke. <laughs> it's just like, what? So weird. <laughs> but I sold i got to try and yeah. look that one up. I, I can't remember seeing that. It must have been after I yeah, worked yeah. there. Yeah. I think it was with the Sonic the Hedgehog pack-in game as well, when, it, when that was the... But I, I remember seeing that advert on a YouTube video recently, and that was how they sold it. It was the Master System with six cans of Coke and a baseball cap. <laughs> Is it the <laughs> shitty baseball cap that was just um, blue with a Sonic logo? Oh, hang I on. Think, I think it might have been, yeah. I think it might have been, yeah. Actually, no, I like this cat. This is better than the one they were giving away at the time. <laughs> and, yeah, I think it may have been. It may have been. My cap's a 20th anniversary cap. Is it? Yeah, it was released on the 20th anniversary. Okay. 
Um, Alright, well, I'll leave it at that. My name's been Brian, and I've been gaming since Spaceys. Thanks, guys. Since Spaceys.